If I wake up and I'm like, I am just not where I need to be today to serve the person who's coming on. Mm-hmm. The old me would have really pushed myself to, and that's not to say I just up and counsel. I might do some self-care practices, some, you know, yoga, meditation, whatever, to get myself in the mindset. But I have picked up the phone and said, Hey, I am just not where I need to be to honor us communicating today. Can we reschedule? Is that at all possible? And nine times out of 10 people respond with, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that another day would better for me, which makes me yes. glad that I trusted my nickel because they weren't listening to their own, right? Mm-hmm. To, to call me mm-hmm. up and say the same thing. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Well, we have today with us Candace Smiley. Thank you. So Candace is the host of Create the Ripple podcast, a self-proclaimed master manifester and personal development junkie who loves to engage in interesting conversations with other influences and entrepreneurs. Her favorite conversations are the one that, ones that take courage to engage in. She spends her time living in a tiny home, 250 square feet, traveling with her daughter, speaking on her podcast and on stages, and sharing candidly with other women how to find love after betrayal, to trust themselves, to speak up for themselves, and to set powerful boundaries. So welcome, Candace, to the show. Thank you so much. I am stoked. I absolutely love the name of your podcast. I saw it and I was like, oh, I want to meet a guest on the show. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. So yeah, so I put the Moms Without Capes is all a play on words as we take mm-hmm. off our superwoman capes and learn to fall in love with the woman underneath. <laughs> so we mm-hmm. talk a lot about escaping the hustle culture instead of mm-hmm. thinking that we have to do everything and be everything and instead learn how to put ourselves on our to-do list. So mm-hmm. thanks for being here. So I read a bit about your, I read your bio, mm-hmm. but why don't we dive a little deeper and you tell us a bit more about yourself and how you got to be where you are today. For sure. Um, well, I'm first and foremost a mom and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just had a little one uh, at time of recording anyway. Um, and he is about two and a half weeks old and a large part of the reason why I do what I do and why I speak so plainly and openly, um, you know, in my story, which, you know, you've certainly seen, um, is because I really do feel like you're right. When we take off the cape and we stop trying to pretend to be something else. I mean, I think with social media right now, we all know it, right? There's a, you know, snapback (laughs) culture and there's this perfection and there's filters over everything. And as I say that, I mean, you know, I've got the the lights and all that kind of stuff to set up to put my best foot forward. Um, But at the end of the day, um, for me, it's about showing up as real as I possibly can. And so a big part of that came certainly throughout my story, which we can, you know, certainly dive into. Um, but last year when the world shut down, uh, a relationship that I was in that I was thought was like it, <laughs> um, uh, fell apart and actually it didn't even fall apart. I, I knew it needed to end. And so did he. And so we chose pretty powerfully to, to walk away. Um, but that didn't take away any of the pain. Um, and that grief, um, I think combined with the changes in the world and, and just a culmination of factors 
forced me into a time of healing, which I think I needed um, and, and did for about the last 20 plus years or so, right. uh, you know, based on my story at 17, I was sexually assaulted and I never really took the time to deal with that. And because I never took the time to, to heal from that, uh, I think a, because, you know, in your youth, you don't necessarily know how to talk about those things. Um, maybe not even youth, they're hard to talk about anyway. Yeah. Um, and so regardless of the circumstance, I, I didn't really take the time to heal and life carried on. Right. Because, you know, there's still bills to pay. <laughs> there are right. Like, you know, I had, um, uh, I was a guest on someone else's show and they were saying like, you know, you seem to sort of move with your healing. And I was like, well, yeah, like I couldn't necessarily hit the pause button on my right. life. Right. I was going to university and all this other stuff. And so I sort of limped along, um, finding healing over the last few years. And then finally, um, last year I had a chance to heal and I spent about 14 weeks, um, in deep healing and then emerged and, and really had to reintroduce myself to myself, <laughs> um, and, uh, reintroduce myself to the world, which is sort of where I've come to today. And that was really when I started talking about the fullness of my story, um, which people who have known me for years are sort of like, I had no idea. And I mean, a lot of it for me was that it was wrapped up in guilt and shame. And I mm -hmm. think, um, you know, whether it's the mom guilt, you know, that certainly drove me uh, and drives me. I mean, I was even watching like Home Alone the other day, which my daughter loves. She thinks it's hilarious. Um, it's fun to watch. And she's six, right? So she's just entertained um, <laughs> by taking out these bad guys. But I was watching the mom and she's trying to get home, right? And she is like riddled with mom guilt. Like I, it's hard for me to watch. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's mom guilt. That is like mom guilt right there. <laughs> and, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that because it's so easy, uh, especially as an entrepreneur. And certainly if I look at my own story, part of when I had kids, I didn't want mom guilt to be a thing. And I knew the only way it was not going to be a thing for me is if I, if I prioritized myself uh, and maybe that means getting up half an hour earlier, which is hard to do because <laughs> it seems right. like kids know. They're like, they know. Yeah. So, you know, but I know that the days that I do get up and even if I just get 10 minutes to myself with a cup of coffee and some meditation or, you know, a good personal development book or just to sit and think about what is my intention for the day? What do I need to get done? You know, organize my list by the time I hear the baby cry and my little one say, you know, mommy cuddles. I'm good. And I'm like, I got this, right? I got the day by the tail. Absolutely. <laughs> Yesterday it had me, but today, <laughs> today I have it. So, yeah. I love that. Yes. It's so very true. Waking up and making sure that you're intentional about putting yourself first and make, and knowing what it is that, that fills your bucket. So it sounds like you had, you said 14 months to work on yourself and your healing. And then it was almost like an unveiling to the world. Like this is the new mm -hmm. Candace. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. And which brings us to my next question is you talk a lot about people pleasing I and do. what role do you feel like, how do you feel like you've changed and how have you been able to change? What steps do you feel that were, that you took in order to make people pleasing, not such a thing in your life? One of the concerns that I often hear from moms is that it's been so long since they've done something for themselves, they're not even sure what it is they'd like to do. They're so close to burning out that they're unsure where to even start to fill their bucket and reclaim themselves. Does this sound familiar? If so, I've developed a course just for you. It's called Self-Care 101 and for under 10 bucks, you can learn the basics of preventing complete burnout, 
so that you too can rediscover who you are and discover what exactly fills you up. Self-care is way more than bubble baths and pedicures. For me, it doesn't even include those things. Discover what self-care means to you and how you can give your family the gift of a mom operating with a bucket that overflows. Visit www.momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care 101 or check today's show notes for the link to enroll in self-care 101 and reclaim who you are under your mom hat. Well, it's still a thing in my life, to okay. be honest. I, I mean, like, less you, of a thing. Less, yeah, <laughs> less of a thing. I think I need to be honest about that because it's. I think it's going to be an ongoing thing. A because the way I was raised, right? I was raised to be a good girl, mm-hmm. not a bad thing. My parents were amazing, um, but I was raised to be a good girl. That was how I survived in the world. Um, and so, you know, to put other people first, I think it's part of my nature as well, right? I'm a two on the enneagram, which means I'm a helper. I like helping. I you know, laugh at myself and say, I'm a golden retriever. Like if there's a party, I just want to be there. Right. I'm just happy to be included, which is great, but also means that I have a tendency to just naturally put my needs on the back burner. And then all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm just mad (laughs) because I haven't prioritized myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, so learning to not people please has been a big challenge. Um, you know, one of uh, my dad's quotes, which I really love, but I've had to shift was, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And I had to shift it because the etymology of the word nice is actually stupid. So I didn't, I was a nice girl for a very long time. Right. So mm-hmm. I made some stupid choices, uh, you know, didn't speak up for myself. That's why the assault happened. That's why some of the other narcissistic relationships happened is I just didn't know how to say, uh, this isn't good for me. Um, without a reason, I felt like I always needed a reason to cancel or those kind of things, rather than now I've learned that no is a complete sentence. The large part of it is, I mean, I had kids and that helped. Um, my, my daughter is, she's an extrovert. I am an introvert. So just dealing with her on a day-to-day challenges me on every single level I've got. Like if there's a button, she pushes it without even trying. So you've had to learn Um, how to say no out of necessity. Right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I oh my gosh. Yes. Moms. <laughs> right. It's like mom has always says no. I'm like, no, I always say no, but you know, and, and then how do I tell her, you know, cause I don't want to say, well, just be a good girl. I'm like, no, I don't want that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talk about being appropriate, right. We right. talk about, you know, that, you know, the other day we were talking and I said, you know, you can say no to mommy. Mm-hmm. I might still tell you why you need to honor my no, or I need to shift your no to another space, but you can say no to even mommy. Right. And she was like, I can. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and right. largely because I know that it's hard for me at 37 to say no. Right. And so I don't want to instill that thing in her. Right. So it's, it's this weird concept. I'm like, but you know, uh, mm. <laughs> so I think it's this challenge, but how'd I go from people pleasing? I think I'm just aware of it now and I don't beat myself up over it. I acknowledge it about myself and I'm learning now, even the other day, right? I had brand new baby. People want to come and support. And I appreciate that. But the best thing for me right now, is just leave me alone. Let me nap. Let me do my thing. Um, and I'll tell you when I'm ready for visitors and said to someone, why don't you come over tomorrow? And within an hour, I was like, I'm off. What's off, right? And that's mm-hmm. for me, that's the niggle, right? That's my podcast, Trust the Niggle, Tell the Truth, which is listen to what's going on inside. Tell the truth first to yourself because right. then you can decide what truth you're going to tell to the rest of the world. So I may not have to say to them, I'm just not feeling great today. I don't have to tell a story. I can just say, hey, which is what I did say. I said, hey, I may have spoken too soon. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind? Can I please make a different agreement? Can I, can we talk about next weekend? And generally people really appreciate when you show up with that authenticity. And so I've learned that even down to, um, you know, uh, when I'm podcasting, if I wake up and I'm like, I am just not where I need to be today to serve the person who's coming on mm-hmm. the old me would have really pushed myself to, and that's not to say I just up and counsel. I might do some self-care practices, some, you know, yoga, meditation, whatever to get myself in the mindset. But I have picked up the phone and said, Hey, I am just not where I need to be to honor us communicating today. Can we reschedule? Is that at all possible? And nine times out of 10 people respond with, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that another day would better for me, which makes me yes. glad that I trusted my niggle. Cause they weren't listening to their own, right. Mm-hmm. To, to call me mm-hmm. up and say the same thing, um, you know, or they just say, yeah, absolutely. How's this day. Right, and awesome. so I guess what I want to share with your listeners is that I'm a recovering people pleaser. I think I will always be a recovering people pleaser. I'm just no longer beating myself up for it. And I'm learning how to communicate, even if I have to practice what I'm going to say a few times or remind myself that I don't have to say anything, but no, or can we make a different plan? There doesn't have to be anything more than that. And that in honoring myself, that's the best gift I can give to the world. Right. Setting those boundaries, like learning how the, the difference between assertiveness and aggressiveness Mm -hmm. and passivity Mm -hmm. and being able to being able to learn how to communicate assertively and I I like what you just said at the end about um, practicing because it does take practice a lot of times um, when my clients struggle with how to set certain boundaries Mm -hmm. or how to say something that they want to say because again that resentfulness comes in the resentment comes into play and we work on like you know taking some steps back so that resentment doesn't happen. And we talk about writing it out. What are you going to say to that person and really getting clear so that it's easier to communicate what it is, getting clear on what you want Mm -hmm. and then how exactly you're going to say it and present it to the person. And you're Mm -hmm. right. In most cases, that person is just didn't want to speak up themselves and they were similar. So awesome. Okay. So what do you see happening? Like when, when you started speaking up for yourself or maybe in other moms, when they begin speaking up for themselves and what do you see happening? What are the benefits of doing so? Relief. Um, and for me, uh, anxiety uh, plagued my life and it, it came on as I got older. Um, and for me, the anxiety feeling is, is that I'm out of tune with my own integrity and you know, people throw around the word integrity all the time. Like, you know, they don't have integrity. And I'm like, well, integrity is an internal thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I'm out of sync with myself, whether it's a value or I'm not putting myself first, or I said yes, when I should have said no, or said no, when I should have said yes, um, then that's when the anxiety shows up. And so for me, it's, it's about relief. It's about being able to live, you know, free of the mental clutter. It's about being able to do that. And I mean, it was even like today I woke up and I was just plagued by anxiety. And the first thing I do is sit down with a cup of coffee and write out what it is that's rolling around in my brain, because it's not always immediately apparent to me what's out of sync, right? It's, it's, where did that happen? When did this come on? I don't know. Sometime yesterday. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I like sharing that with other women too, because I'm like, listen, I don't know. I can't always pinpoint. I sometimes have to sit for a minute and be like, Oh, I'm out of sync because I didn't step up for myself and say, Hey, this isn't working for me. Right. And right now, you know, obviously we have a new baby in the house. There's lots of adjustments and changes. And it's tough for me sometimes to not just assume the mom role. 
Mm-hmm. And immediately, you know, go into work mode. I have a very supportive partner who's at home, but he's used to working. He's on paternity leave and I'm still working because right. I'm an entrepreneur. And so we're shifting roles a bit and we're having to be really honest, like, okay, how does this, and we're loving the challenge, but it, it is a challenge, but like, okay, <laughs> like, I need, I need to express a need or a concern here. Um, and that's been really, really, really powerful. So for me, it's about the feeling of relief, which I tell other women to look for that. It's not sunshine, lollipops and roses. Usually when you get a niggle and you're out of sync with yourself, there is a tough conversation that's going to require you to have some courage, um, to speak up for yourself. Right. Those are not always easy. (laughs) Um, even with people you love and care about who, you know, are going to support whatever you have to say. Sometimes Um, it's harder. I think so, right? I'm like, I really love all of these things you're doing, but this little thing is still like, this is out of sync. Um, And so I, I, I really push women to that because once they can learn to feel that little lift of relief, they can chase that feeling. And for me, it went from the push that was always my life before I recentered and, and gave myself some grace and some allowance and all that kind of stuff to now it's a, it's a pull. And I'm like, ah, that's better. That direction is the right direction. And, you know, by the end of the day, we'll have a different plan set. And it's interesting how I feel very scattered up here. I'm very creative. So that makes sense. Right. And kind of rattles around (laughs) the second I get that feeling of relief. I'm like, oh, there it is. And then instantly there's usually a, we could do this, this would work. And it's almost as if it frees up solutions and possibilities, which I love living in. I love living in possibility. It didn't solve the problem immediately, but that's a direction we can go. Right. It opened up the possibilities. Mm-hmm. That sounds like that, that feeling of relief is a positive reinforcement mm-hmm. where you're like, I want more of that. Yes. And then what can that, I, how can I repeat? And that takes self-reflection to know like, yes. well, what worked? What, mm-hmm. what did I just do that created that feeling of relief and how can I replicate it and duplicate and, and keep going with it mm-hmm. to be able to create more momentum? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So what is your favorite way of practicing self-care? You mentioned quite a few during our conversation mm-hmm. of things that you do, like the waking up early and it sounds like you do some journaling and some reading and, and a lot of self-discovery activities and exercises. So what what are a few, let's, let's just say, what are a few or what's your favorite way to practice? Um, well, I, I mean, I often say on my podcast that, you know, self-care is not about bubble baths, although it can be right. right. Because for right. me right. in the beginning, when I was embracing this, that felt very woo woo. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's a bubble bath, but sometimes that's like an amazing thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, for me, it's about, uh, stopping the thinking. Um, so whether that's journaling, Sometimes it's meditation. That's a habit I'm learning um, to embrace. Um, also because the monkey mind's always going. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's taking me a long time to just let the thoughts go right. <laughs> and realize that that's meditation too. Um, backcountry camping was something I discovered last year um, during my healing um, that it was really great to just disappear and be like, I couldn't Off access anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, hiking 32 kilometers in a day is a great way to reconnect <laughs> with yourself, right? You're, you feel your feet by the end of the day, you feel your back mm. by the end of the day. But I think, um, you know, for me, uh, that's probably the number one for me is just disappearing into the mountains for a couple of reasons. One, I've always enjoyed the expansive feeling I feel when I look at the mountains. I feel like, yes, uh, I like how it feels when I tackle something hard physically, whether it's a long walk or 42K or whatever it is, I feel empowered. And that invariably transfers into, you know, 
I tend to work a lot without any physical activity. I think a lot of us do. And so it's sort of a, if I can do that, I can definitely do whatever else is in front of me. Um, and I often feel like I need to be readily available for my team or for the you know people I'm working with and for, I feel responsible, right? Um, right. To, to live well and to, to respond. And so when I disappear and I can't be reached, that's a freedom for me to not mm-hmm. be accessible. Um, you know, and that's something I'm still learning to put boundaries and not feel like I need to check you know, emails all the time. Right. 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 Um, so ongoing, ongoing, some days are great. Some days I'm like, <laughs> um, so that's amazing. You're a work in progress. I'm yeah. definitely yeah. a work in progress. Right. <laughs> and some days, some days like yesterday, I was like, I am on top of the world. And I woke up this morning. I'm like, where did the anxiety come from? Like yesterday <laughs> was so good. <laughs> what happened? Um, you know, and so that's one uh, journaling is definitely another one, mostly because I, I don't, I can't always be honest, as honest as I'd like to be. I love these people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you know them. Right. They say whatever's on their mind. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do you unleash like that? Right. right. I'm too worried about it coming back. Like, I'm like, if I say something like that, I'll get, you know, struck by a right. car later. Like, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. So in my journal, I can say whatever I want to say. And that feels really good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then if I really don't want to leave it in there, I can rip it out and burn it, right? Or hide mm-hmm. it and be like, cancel, mm-hmm. cancel, delete, delete, right? Don't even want to leave that <laughs> stuff written down. Um, or I can like go, okay, now I can think, you know, clearly through that. Yeah. yeah. So I think those are my, my top two favorites. And then just acknowledging that sometimes just to drive and getting a cup of coffee um, is a great act of self-care. And it's usually yeah. for me, breaking the, the habit of, of overthinking, which then leads to an anxiety and uh, not being present. And I find that when I'm not present, mm-hmm. um, that leads to me often stepping out of integrity without meaning to, right? Because I'm just sort of right. living right. it. And um, so, I mean, self-care can be as simple as mommy needs to go to the bathroom. I'm locking the door. I might Knowing what you need. <laughs> right. I just need to sit here and breathe for a minute. Yep. <laughs> and then I will come back out. Thoughts. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So the first key is just knowing what you need and then knowing how to ask for it and then how to get it. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Listen to this short message, but stay tuned to learn what book has profoundly impacted Candace's life. Hey mom, can't catch a good night's sleep these days? I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs, which is why I developed Sleep Matters, a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper. And finally, get your Z's. Part of my membership 
I do an unstoppable self-growth book group and we focus on self-development and self like in the self-care arena, the genre and, um, come and we discuss, we have discussion questions and all that. So I love adding to the list of potential books. So what is your favorite self-development book or what book has profoundly changed your life? The power of your subconscious mind by Joseph Murray. Okay. Uh, as you can see, and I mean, if, if you know, they're looking on the screen, Yours is very it's, it's very, very well loved. It's <laughs> well loved, uh, you know, and it's, it's been written in, uh, I think books are friends like shoes, shoes and books are very good friends. Mm -hmm. Keep them close. Um, yeah, mostly because it's bite-sized pieces and I'm often surprised at, at, at the power of my, my own thinking, my subconscious mind. And I mean, I'm a manifester, so I do believe that my thoughts become things, and I'm very aware of that. I mean, yesterday, uh, you know, case in point, I'm working on some big, hairy, audacious goals. I've been thinking about them, been like, how would I live if I doing all that work around manifestation, manifestation. right? And I was emptying out the coffee grinds from the coffee maker <laughs> and I picked it up and it was really full because we visited my parents. And so I was like, this would really suck if it broke guess what happened? <laughs> like the next second it broke. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> right? And I was reminded again. And I, I mean, I didn't miss the cue from the universe, which was your thoughts are really powerful. And mm. I remember thinking, as I was thinking, this would suck if it broke. And I was like, Oh, I shouldn't think that. And it like, just <laughs> it was in that instance. Yeah. Right. And so I think about those kinds of things and there are, um, one of my favorite reasons why I encourage somebody to buy it is it's a really easy read. You can leave it by the bed. Uh, it's a small enough book. I usually put mine in my backpack or my purse or now my diaper bag so that I never waste time. If I have, you know, five minutes to myself waiting for somebody, I can read it. It doesn't need to be read and probably shouldn't be read in one whole sitting. It's a right. book that you basically have on your bedside table that you are constantly flipping through when you need to recenter and ground. And the author takes time to write out affirmations that you can say, because sometimes I think we don't know what to say yes. to begin to shift the mindset. So like he'll say, you know, just say the word wealth or success, mm -hmm. or my sales are improving every day. And there's one in there, which is one of my favorites, which is about how to attract the partner you want into your life. Mm -hmm. And every time I've used it a few times, uh, you know, I've had a few relationships. I've had the book a few years. Um, but every time I've said it, the next person I attract is I'm like, Ooh, good. Right. Yeah. Even if it was this or better, right. We made a shift and, you know, moved on mm -hmm. to the next you know, powerful relationship. But I love sharing that, um, with other women who are maybe like, I can't seem to meet the right guy. And I'm like, well, you gotta stop saying that here's right. something you could say instead of it right down to infinite intelligent leads and guides in all ways. And I'm like, Oh, right. Like it just, it gives me that feeling of relief that sometimes I need and I can't find. Right. And so I'll often just sit down and open it to whatever page and nine times out of 10, it's like, Oh, I needed that today. So that's one I highly recommend. And, and I love that it's bite-sized pieces because as moms, we don't have the time to read no. books cover to cover. <laughs> so being able to have kind of like a, a handbook yeah. to refer to. Yeah. Sounds like it would be awesome. So, yeah. okay. So I wrote it down. I'm going to add it to the list. So now where can people find you, Candace? Mm. Um, well, they can find me on Instagram for sure. I'm there under Candace creation and Candace is with an I. So C-A-N-D-I-C-E and then just creation. 
And then once they find me there, I'm hooked up. I've also got single mama success club. So I talk about being a single mom and how I've moved my life to where it is today. I'm in a great relationship. I still align to a single mom because at the end of the day, the buck stops right here. <laughs> and I think as moms, there's a powerful piece of that. Um, and then of course my website, which is just CandaceSmiley.com. Smiley is my last name. So it's pretty easy to find. And again, I try to make it so that once you find me in one place, everything leads to the rest of it. So they can find the podcast archives. They can find links to, you know, what I'm up to. And um, I'm open to connecting because I love that conversations are, are, are magic for, for sure. For your thing. Mm-hmm. So I am going to, for all of you listeners who want to get in touch with Candace, check out the show notes. I'll put all of her social links and information in the show notes for you. Mm-hmm. And again, thank you, Candace, so much. You've provided so much value today and I loved our conversation. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I loved being here. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.